word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which, when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. I want us to go back to verse 23, and this is really where I get the theme of my message tonight. Who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad. Father, I pray tonight as we gather together on this Sunday evening that you would bless the preaching of your word. Help me tonight to deliver what you've laid upon my heart. Help me to speak clearly. Help me to speak personally. And I pray that you'll... Allow me, Father, to just uh, be used of you. Lord, I I just ask that you encourage us tonight. Refresh our minds and our spirits and our walk with you. And may you do something tonight that only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When I was a young boy, um, my family... I don't know when it started, really. I just know that uh, my family went to church, and uh, I was always excited to go to church. And uh, even when my dad was working swing shifts and he was having to work night shift, um, if if my mother had something going on with my little brother, they would find me a ride to church and look forward to it. Uh, I, I remember distinctly vacation Bible school, and uh, there was a Bible given to the kid who brought the most visitors in one week. And I still have that Bible. It's in my office today. And uh, I just thank God for those precious moments. And uh, much of it I didn't understand. I was, you know, I'd go to sleep during church. Um, I, would, uh, I would sit beside one of my friends and we would play Connect the Dots or Hangman or something. And, uh, you know, if we got a little noisy, we got that look, and we knew to calm down. And uh, I I can't say that I got something every time I went to church, but, you know, there was no, I didn't know anything about children's church in that day. You just went to church, and you sat there, and and you got what you could. And uh, I I just know that I, I picked up more than probably my parents realized. And I, I thank God for that influence that it had in my life when I was young. Uh, because I've, you know, I've made it known many times, they, they let a problem in the church. My dad was very active in the church, and a problem happened. And some people were doing something they didn't need to be doing, said some things 
that were hurtful, and it caused my family to get out of church. I didn't know why. To this day, it, to me, it doesn't even matter why. Um, so my teenage years, from 9 to 19, was not under the influence of God's Word, was not in a church. I never went to a youth camp. I never attended a youth rally. Uh, I only remember that one VBS. I'm sure I went to others, but that one stands out in my mind. So I never experienced that. And uh, I was graduated high school and was at that stage in my life where I'm trying to figure out what to do, what's next. And uh, that's why I have a heart for the college and career group. That's a challenging stage of life. I was thinking about joining the military. Uh, I thought if I could get out, a, get out a new market, get out a small town life, that would be the answer. Um, I had, anyways, I won't go into all that, but I, I just remember uh, the church had a new pastor and people were pretty excited about it. And uh, my mother had been going, and she invited me to come to church. And I went that Sunday morning. And I'll never forget that. We had to go around, shake hands time, fellowship, uh, listen to preaching. And I can't tell you what, I cannot tell you what that sermon said, Steve. I, I don't know anything about that message. What spoke to my heart was the people. It was the people. And I watched their faces. And I watched them smile. And I couldn't smile. And I watched how they interacted with one another. And that stood out to me. That was different. And I realized in that one service, those people have something I don't have. They got something that I need. I went home that afternoon, and I was working on my car. And as I always tell this, it seemed like I was always working on a car. Uh, it never ran, you know. Dylan, I got pulled, I got towed so many times. I can, I can, I know how to steer and handle a car that's three foot behind the bumper of another car pretty well. Um, and I remember I... I called my mother, and I said, Mom, are you going back to church tonight? She says, I will if you want to. And I said, I think I need to go tonight. And I went back Sunday night. Not as many people there, but I watched people. And then some of the, some of the younger kids, 16, 17, 18, they invited me to go to Burger King after church. I said, yeah, why not? And we went, and we had a good time. That God began to do a work in my life at that time. It didn't start with preaching. You got me? It started with God's people. That's where it started for me. And now here we are, 29 years later, soon to be 29 years later. 
God's grace can do a great work. And what we see here in Acts chapter 11 is a picture of grace. All right? What better place to view a picture of God's grace than in a local church? Because the local church brings together a group of diversified individuals from all walks of life who have their own unique story of how they came to Jesus. The local church is the only place where Alabama and Auburn fans and Tennessee fans can come together, right? After they played one another on Saturday. The local church should always be a picture of grace. It should always be a picture of of God doing work in people's lives. They don't all look the same. They come from different backgrounds. Some have money, some do not. But we're still connected together. Some have been raised in church. Some, it's brand new. But we still come together. The local church should always be a picture of God's grace. Like you, I'm naturally drawn to people who are like me. Okay? Christy and I used to joke about this, and this is a true fact. You go to teen camp, and there's a thousand kids. And kids will somehow find kids who are just like them. Just like them. And we'll see, of all the people, how did those two end up together? They'll, you'll look at their clothes, they're dressed just alike. We are naturally drawn to people that we are like. But grace is more than just being drawn to people who you're just alike. It's it's people from all walks of life, different colors, different cultures, different backgrounds, but they come together because of one reason. And that is we have experienced the grace of God found in Jesus Christ alone. Amen? Now in verse number 19, these people at first seek to reach those whom they best associate with. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that rose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenician Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to the Jews only. But as God's people grow in grace, the more diversified the family of God should become. And some of them, in verse 20, were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which, when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. The local church should consist of a balanced representation of its community. Amen? We should not be a segregated group. We should have a good representation. You ought to come to Somerville Baptist and you ought to see what people in Somerville look like. What, some, what people of Somerville are like. If it's a local church, then it's a local community church. Amen? And so it's, it has an effect upon its community. And there will be some people 
who have tattoos on their body, and there are some people who would never allow one on them. Amen? That shouldn't turn us away, right? It shouldn't turn you away. Because we should always remember, Craig, we should always remember who we are and who we were without Christ. Okay? A lot of times what church people make the mistake of is they expect everyone to be like they are when they've been doing it for 20 years. you got to have grace with people. They weren't raised like, maybe they weren't raised like you were raised. Maybe they didn't grow up in church. Maybe they weren't taught like you were taught. They've got to be able to make mistakes. They've got to be able to grow and learn. And a church has to be gracious with people. Because if God can do what he has done with my life, he has shown me that God can do what he wants to do with anyone's life. And who am I to pick and choose who that is? Amen? So, we see here in this text that everybody in this community does not look, talk, or act like me. And if that is the only kind of people that I'm surrounded by, then I'm not a great example of the grace of God at work. So consider that. Now, secondly, we see the giver of grace. We all know that the Lord is better to us than we deserve. Amen? And it's necessary that we behave graciously towards one another. But the only one who offers a grace that has the power to eternally save is the Lord. And the Bible says in verse 21 that the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Without the powerful hand of the Lord, our preaching and witnessing becomes little more than a speech or a boring lecture. If you look up the phrase, hand of the Lord, it shows up 38 times in the Bible. It is a holy, mighty, and righteous hand. In Joshua chapter 4, Joshua was instructed to build a stone memorial that we've discussed in recent sermons that marked the location where Israel crossed the Jordan River. Joshua 4, verse 23 and 24 say, For the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us, until we were gone over that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, and that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. God can do miracles in our life. He can do impossible things in our life just so people can see the powerful hand of God. It was the hand of the Lord that guided Elijah in 1 Kings 18 and Ezra in Ezra chapter 7 when he was leading some of the Jews out of captivity. It's the hand of the Lord that showed up many times upon Ezekiel the prophet. It can be heavy against those who do evil against him. 1 Samuel twelve fifteen says, But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. 
but it can also be merciful to those who are repentantly turned toward him. In 2 Samuel 24, 14, And David said unto Gad, I am in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hand of man. God is the giver of grace. And in our text in Acts chapter 11, the hand of the Lord rested upon those who preached the Lord Jesus, and as a result, there was a wonderful response to grace, which is my third point tonight. You see the response to grace in verse 21. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. There you see the response of sinners. People that don't know Jesus, Gil, they're not going to turn to Christ just because it's your way of thinking, your way of life. They respond to Christ because of the grace that is shown toward them. Amen? Listen, you want to see people get saved? Love them. Love them. Most people don't. I'm not saying that people don't get saved when you go door knocking because they do. But most don't. Most get saved through relationships. They recognize that someone loves them, someone cares about them, someone is beginning a relationship with them. Uh, Carrie had somebody at church this morning that, where did you meet them? Met them at Walmart. He was sitting with Carrie in church this morning. I don't know that gentleman's background. I couldn't even understand his name. Moffat. That's what I thought he said. He was at church this morning sitting with Carrie. What a, what a wonderful picture of grace that was this morning when I walked by you and saw that. All right? They don't have to be your closest friends. But people will respond to grace. They respond to God's grace. Then you see the response of saints in verse 22. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all. The sinners had responded to grace because of that, they became saints. And the church that was in Jerusalem sent Barnabas to go check out these new believers. And when he saw them, he saw the grace of God at work. He saw a people who had been saved, a people who had been changed, a people who were interested in the things of God. And when he saw that, he praised the Lord. He was glad. And he encouraged them. He encouraged them to continue to cleave unto the Lord. We ought to be excited to witness God's grace. And we ought to encourage one another to, in, to, to continue in God's grace. He exhorted them all. This brings me to my last point tonight. Growing in grace. First of all, we see a growing relationship with the Lord in verse 23. He exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. We need to draw near to God. It is a growing relationship. 
Uh, we often use the term, Steve, we often use the term, uh, I, I'm, I'm not who I need to be, but I'm a whole lot better than I used to be, right? And that ought to define all of us. That ought to be our testimony. But, Carter, there ought to be a work of grace even in your young life, right? God is, God is doing a work, and who you are today shouldn't be who you are next year. And who you are today shouldn't be who you were last year, right? There is a, there is a desire to have this relationship with the Lord, and it's by God's grace that we, that we grow in that area. Now we see in verse 25 and 26 a growing fellowship within the church. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves within the church. The church came together. There's fellowship in Acts chapter 2 when the church was instituted. They came together. They would not allow anything to separate them. I read an article. I read an article this week of a Hindu who was visiting a church in America. It was actually out in California. The uh, worship building was phenomenal. It was beautiful. And he was just absolutely amazed at what a wonderful place it was for the, for the Christians to come together to worship. Until, until he found out that at most they meet there three times a week. He said, you mean you have this enormous, expensive, beautiful place to worship and you only come together three times a week? He said, we Hindus, we don't have a temple like this. But we pray to our, we go to the temple and pray to our God every day. He said, the Muslims pray to their God multiple times a day. And for him, he was associating a relationship with God in a church building. Amen? I'm thankful that we can have fellowship with God wherever we are. I'm thankful that we can get in the Word of God wherever we are. I'm thankful that we can pray to God wherever we are. But there is something special about God's people coming together. And it's not something to be forsaken. It is something that should happen more and more often. There's an important aspect that we find in growing in grace when we come together and fellowship within the church. Then we see at the end of verse 26 a growing knowledge in the word. Barnabas brought Saul back from Tarsus and they gathered together, they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. There should be a desire in our heart to grow in the knowledge and understanding of the Word of God. That is God's grace at work. We understand more of who He is. And if we want to see our lives change and transformed by His grace, it is Him doing the work. And then we close in verse 26 with a growing testimony in the community. 
And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. They got that name because of their testimony. People saw them not only as disciples of Christ, they saw them as little, little Christ. They saw them as examples of who Jesus Christ is. And so we as a church are not trying to replicate the church down the road. We as a church ought to be trying to replicate who Jesus Christ is and how he ministered to the community and ministered to others. So the takeaways of the message tonight is a picture of grace. We need to ask ourselves, how diversified is our picture of grace? Who are we surrounded by? Who are the people that we know? Are we only associating with people who are just like us? Or are we seeking to be a picture of God's grace with those who are different than us? But we're united in Jesus Christ. We ought to see the hand of the Lord. It's important that as we seek to impact others with the gospel, we place ourselves beneath the hand of the Lord. And we ought to see a response to grace. By seeing sinners who choose salvation and saints who choose joy and encouragement. And there ought to be a growing in grace. We ought to consider, is my relationship with the Lord growing? We ought to think about, do we recognize the value of assembling within the local church? Am I growing in the knowledge of the, Lord, of the word? And how am I perceived by others? How is my testimony affecting those around me? Let's pray tonight. Our fathers, we gather together.